Hi guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to Sam Sledgehammer Baston. Now I met Sam a couple of years ago in Phuket, Thailand. He is a fitness coach, a personal trainer, and he also teaches at Tiger Muay Thai. He also is a professional mixed martial artist, and he's also a professional uh, boxer as well. But before we go, please go to our website. We are on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on VK for our Russian listeners, and WeChat for our Chinese listeners as well. So at Tell Craig Your Story or search for Tell Craig Your Story podcast. And we'll also have a link there, a link tree, Tell Craig Your Story. And this is where you can find out where Tell Craig Your Story podcast is streaming. We're on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Sam Sledgehammer Baston on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hey Sam, how are you doing today? I'm good, Craig. Thanks for uh, having me on your podcast. Not a worries, not a worries. Thank you for your time. Uh, um, I know you're a busy man with uh, with all your training, but first question, I've been asking this a lot lately, but uh, can you tell me uh, how has this coronavirus sort of affected your training, your your work, your scheduling? How has this all affected you and your staying? Uh, yeah. So like, uh, I mean, we have a... We have a, a big a big gym out here with uh, a lot of guests and members and a lot of fighters and stuff like that and uh, a lot of employees as well. Like uh, Tiger Muay Thai, it employs like something around like 150 staff members. Yeah, right. Uh, so, so we're all laid off at the moment, um, but Tiger's still taking care of us. You know, they're still giving us a, a bit of a, a portion of our salary and um, it's enough to pay the bills and pay pay for uh, rent and stuff like that. So. It's still survivable, but uh, it's just really quiet at the moment. You know, there's not much uh, there's not much we can do out here in Phuket except for stay indoors and you know, like they've blocked off all the districts, so you can't really right. travel very far. Uh, yeah. And, and how to- and how has that affected Phuket? Because obviously, that's like tourist is tourism is their number one sort of you know des- one of the biggest tourist destinations in the world. Um, how was that affecting like the businesses and people there? Yeah, so I mean, like uh, for Phuket and uh, for Thailand and Phuket in general, uh, it's it's built on the travel industry. So uh, a lot of the businesses around here are all travel orientated or um, stuff like that. So it's uh, it's pretty bad for a lot of the local businesses and the small shops around these areas. Uh, it's um, everything's blocked off. I mean. A lot of these people, a lot of the Thai community, they need they need these people to to survive. You know, they need the money to survive out here. Um, and I'm not sure exactly how the government takes care of the people out here. Uh, I'm not sure how all, all that works with the with the Thai with the Thai citizens. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, it's, it's just interesting because here um, I've I've come back to Australia. I was actually in China <laughs> um, at the time, and I, you know, quickly come back home, and I'm seeing that, you know, our, our government's doing 
everything for the people like even the people that are unemployed they're, they're getting like double uh social security from the government in this time so it's a crazy situation so uh, and and is you and your family are they all safe at the moment as well yeah like back home my my family's all safe and uh it was pretty crazy because uh my dad at the time he had to he had to move from new south wales to queensland uh, so mm-hmm. he just done that. He just done that two weeks ago, and then because he because he crossed the border, he had to do the uh, the two week the fourteen day quarantine. Oh, right. So, yeah. So he moved, and then straight away, like he got stuck in quarantine in in, in the new house that he got. Right. Uh, but yeah, the rest of the family uh, up in Tari, there, uh, they're all safe. So hopefully, all those all those communities can be safe back home. Yeah. Right. And what was your schedule coming up for for this period as well? Did you have did you have matches um, happening uh, uh, for this month and for last month, or was it just uh, your training? So uh, I've just been working at the moment and uh, working with a lot of the fighters that were preparing to um, compete. So yes, there was a couple of fighters I was helping uh, prepare for UFC Australia, um, mm. but that. That fell through, and a lot of the other coaches were helping prepare for fighters, uh, preparing fighters for other shows, uh, UFC events, Bellator. Uh, but you know, like at, at the moment, all, all these guys, there's a couple of guys still out here training, but no one's going to be able to compete, you know, for, or, or work for a long time. So yeah, it's right. uh, everyone's stuck in a bit of a hard place at the moment, you know. Yeah, and and how how does that affect your you know your 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 training and your dieting and you know uh, are you still able to go outside and, and do your you know your fitness training by yourself? Uh, I just train at home. Like to be fair, I hadn't been focused too much on my own training, but mm-hmm. since the coronavirus happened, I've actually been I've been training a lot at home by myself. So I just do that. You know, I work with a couple of people. I've I've, uh, I've got two friends that come around and we do pads sometimes. So oh yes, you know, just just a little bit of training, but I'm trying not to I'm trying not to be around too many people or anything like that. So just trying to do my part. You know, stay indoors and stay away from people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Social distancing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, so Sam, so we have, like we said, we we're talking about before. Um, we've we've met before. Now you're now. I, firstly, I just wanted to ask. It says Sam, the sledgehammer, Baston. Now, when I saw you perform uh, in a match in Phuket, uh, you didn't have that name, or maybe you did. But is uh, this something new? And how well, did this how did how did this name come about? Oh, uh, that's just an old uh, just my old fight name. Um, back in the amateur days when I was amateur boxing and I never really changed it. I just I just left it as that and Yeah, okay. you know, it's just a bit of a, a bit of a fight nickname. Yeah. No, it's good. I love it. I love it. I love the ones that have that 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 name in there, and it sort of builds a bit of a reputation as well. You know, gets gets the name out there. Um, so Sam, you you currently working uh, at the Tiger Muay Thai, which I've like I said before, I've been there, and it was such a good experience. Totally recommend uh, people going. 
if you're planning a holiday or something uh, to go to go there. Um, so you've worked at Tiger Muay Thai. So how did you go about? How, how did you get there, and how did you find out about Tiger Muay Thai? Because you you've been there for quite a long time there now, right? Yeah, I've almost been here for seven years. Coming up to seven years, like uh, February. Oh, February, February next year will be seven years. So it's been about six and a half years now. So, so um, how did you get involved with that? Like, uh, so you were originally uh, born in Tari, in a, or inland Tari uh, in Australia. Uh, yeah. So how did you get involved with Tiger, Tiger Muay Thai? Uh, so I was actually living up in Port Macquarie. Uh, okay. I was working. I was working up in Port Macquarie at a gym there. Uh, after I moved from Tari. And then um, what ended up happening was after I'd finished work up there, I seen this I seen this uh, Facebook advertisement for uh, training overseas at, at Thailand. And I'm like, that might be a good idea for later down the track. And then literally like a week after seeing that advertisement, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to go to Phuket. I, I just like, I literally, stopped everything I was doing and I um, decided to do a three-month camp uh, over here in Phuket and to train at Tiger. So it was literally like a, a spur-of-the-moment decision and a week later a week later, I was literally on a plane over to, to Thailand and that's how it really started. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and this three-month training, um, who, who were your trainers there at the time? So there's a there's a number of uh, Muay Thai staff members here, and uh, at that at the time that I came over was actually uh, the 2000 the 2014 TMT uh, fighter tryouts. Uh, so I came over at the same time for that, and I actually, I wanted to com- uh, I wanted to compete and try and win one of the awards, but uh, I didn't end up getting uh, picked for the for the tryouts. Uh, so I was here anyway, and I just started training. And there was at that time there was a number of different Muay Thai staff members. Uh, I can't remember too many of the uh, Western staff at the time, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of new people here now too. So yes, and, and you've you've stayed there for for such a long time now. You actually, well, you're still there. What has made you stay in in Phuket for such a long time? There's the best way to describe this place is there's no other place that uh, makes you feel more alive, I guess you could say. There's everything here on this one strip of street. Like you said, you've been here before, so you, yes. know, you know what the street's like. And there's, you know, there's healthy food restaurants. There's places you can hang out with your friends. And uh, there's like there's literally like 15 gyms on the street here. And yes. Uh, I mean, there's no there's no other place in the world that really has something like like we have here. We're we're lucky to uh, have a place like this in Phuket and um, call this place home now. You know, so yeah, it's a it's good a, place to be. It's an amazing little spot. You know, you get you get your taxi from the airport and then. Um, you know, straight away I got like a motorbike and and a helmet and um, you know got my little place to stay on the on the on this strip and um, you know like you said there was like a like um, all really healthy food uh, there was massage places and then at yeah. the night time you know there was like pool uh, you know pool and and bars all along the little street and then if you wanted to go into the city 
that was maybe like a, I don't know, like a 10 or 15 minute drive. Yeah, that's uh, it. There's like, uh, there's Phuket, Phuket Town, which is only 50, 10, 15 minutes away. And then uh, you've got uh, Patong, which is 30, uh, you know, a 30 minute drive. And then Big Buddha's five minutes up the road. Yeah. And we got you know, Rawai and Rawai and Kata, which are only 10 minutes away where all the beaches are. So, you know, there's there's a touch of everything here. And uh, I think that's that's the best thing about this place. It, it has a bit a variety of everything. Uh, and, it, you know, it's, uh, there's no other other place like this in the world that you can go to and, and have have a bit of everything, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, let's let's just go through um, and correct me if I'm wrong uh, with some of the the stats that you've you've had with your career. So as a pro uh, mixed martial arts, uh, your record is uh, seven and seven. Yes, uh, that's correct. Your pro boxing is eight, zero and one. So I'm assuming that's eight wins, no losses, and one draw. Yes, yes, that's right. So what was the one draw? Uh, so I fought I I fought a guy that I had already previously beaten, and uh, uh, we had a rematch. And yeah, you know, like I thought I I thought I won every round actually, but uh, it just it, it is what it is. It's it's Thailand. Um, yes. You know, was it was like, it local like, judges as well? Yeah, that's it. You know, local judges, like a, a local guy that I fought um, previously. You know. Uh, and it is what it is in Thailand. Like there's also in Phuket, there's no, there's no weight classes. So right. sometimes you, you might be fighting a guy that's four or five kilos heavier. And then like one time I fought a guy who had, you know, 35 kilos on 35, 40, almost 40 kilos on me, wow. uh, a lot bigger, you know? So it, it is what it is. The only problem is with the, with the boxing out here is that, um, there's in Phuket, there's no governing body for for boxing they have it for mm. muay thai and stuff like that so uh even though these were professional fights uh a lot of them have not gone gone on my on my uh box rack which is my professional record right so, why 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 uh so because it's not not a, a, as a, fu- a founding you, you don't yeah, get that no, on your there's no sanctioning body for phuket right. boxing until so, recently until so, recently so, Okay. A couple of months ago, they they uh they we've got someone now that can sanction the fights out here, but that only happened uh, two three months ago. But but before that, there was not nothing to sanction the uh the boxing. So what what would your record be if you included all those other other professional fights? Uh it would just be it it would be nine nine zero and one. Nine zero one, right. That's for the, that's for the boxing, yeah. That's for the boxing. Okay, and, and uh, with the with the mixed martial arts, is that also done in Phuket as well? I don't think I saw you, like uh, I saw you uh, have a match. It was a boxing match, and uh, um, you know, we're we're all in like the little Tiger Muay Thai section. It was such a good night, <laughs> and um, you know, we're cheering for all the Tiger Muay Thai and. Um, I don't. I can't remember who you fought, but my God, you belted the crap out of it. It was, you know, I don't know if it's changed now, but like they carried him out uh, on a stretcher, like you know, like in like a rugby league. Um, they carried him out on a stretcher, and then we were sort of like 
could see behind the curtain. And he was out, totally cold. And they took him behind the curtain and they just threw him. And then they had these guys like looking after him <laughs> on the floor. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah, it, can, it yeah. can be pretty savage sometimes. I mean, there's a, yeah, like the way they do things out here and uh, with the fights and the shows and stuff like that. So, so yeah. why why hasn't the governing body gone in there before there? Like, is it the Thailand government that, that's sort of stopping it, or is it just the, um, you um, know? So for the for the boxing, I'm not sure how it works for the Muay Thai. I'm sure like it's like everything sanctioned for the Muay Thai, but uh, there's just not much boxing out here. It's pretty quiet with the boxing, to be fair. Right. Uh, the same with the MMA, you know, like there's been there's been a couple of shows that they've tried to run out here for for MMA events, like for example, like Full Metal Dojo. You've probably heard of them. Mm, yes. Uh, they run they run up in Bangkok and they have a show that they run through there. And uh, John Nutt, the promoter, he's he's literally one of the only MMA promoters in the all of Thailand. So uh, mm-hmm. every time someone tries to put on an MMA event. Uh, the the Thai the Thai government or the sanctioning body for, for martial arts they they close it down they actually made MMA promotions illegal in Thailand for a period of time. All right. So that's, that's uh, very it's very interesting. So ha, have you uh, gone outside of Phuket to to do matches uh, and have you gone international because during the travel as well uh, I've been to like uh, Cambodia you know Vietnam and it's still really really big there as well like the 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 Muay Thai and the kickboxing have you done that yet uh I the only places I fought uh, I fought in China and um oh, okay and, and that's it so uh I haven't fought I've only fought in three countries back home in Australia Thailand and um and China so uh I haven't actually competed anywhere else but I've traveled a fair few places with other people that have competed and stuff like that like coaching and cornering and stuff yeah right so tell us about your experience with China because I'm still currently living in Shanghai at the moment Um, tell us what that experience was like and was that the first time that you've been to China Uh, I've been to China maybe five or six times now oh right okay yeah I think the first time I went would, would have been in 2014 and uh, I can't remember the name of the place, Shangqing or something like that. Okay. Uh, we went there and it was like a popul- population of like 35 million people in this one city. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it was that that place was pretty crazy, but uh, the, the stadiums they have in China are, uh, are crazy. Like I don't know how they they have these massive stadiums, you know, like everywhere you go. Um, that was so the you- first time. I- 2014 that was a long time ago right and you were before you were doing niche martial arts or was it boxing kickboxing or so that was the first time i went was uh i was cornering one of the fighters actually i was there to to help out one of the one of the i forget the name of the promotion over there um but the last time i went to china was when i competed which was in uh shenzhen and i i fought my friend actually uh rafael fiziev raf fiziev Right. Uh, he's now he's now in the UFC, but yeah, I fought him in Shenzhen maybe three years ago now. Yeah, right. And how did you go? Uh, he got me. <laughs> oh. Sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail, you know. So <laughs> it wasn't my day. It wasn't my day. 
the the whole experience of doing that, you know, coming coming from Phuket to you know Shenzhen, another one of the biggest cities <laughs> in China. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so that's amazing. So do do you have plans to 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 go internationally in the future, or, or are you just happy to uh, continue in Phuket? Um, you know, like I don't know what my plans are, as in like what I'm going to do for the future. But for now, like I, I I'm still going to stay here. You know, like I love this place. It's it's my it's my second home. And um, for now, like my my priority would just be to get my my own health in check and to uh, mm-hmm. keep coaching. Like I've been doing a lot of coaching and uh, helping a lot of the the athletes that are out here. So. That's uh that's my number one focus at the moment, my own health and and to keep helping these guys out, I guess. Uh, and so, then you know, like in the future, I'd love to c- keep competing again and get back in there for sure. Yeah, that's great. So uh, with your 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 personal trainer and you're also a, a fitness coach. Um, yeah. I remember. I remember again uh, doing the boot camps with you uh, very early in the morning, getting on the the back of the truck and <laughs> and uh, getting taken uh, to to the beach and then uh, doing the hill the hill climb. So, how did you get involved with the like the fitness training and the uh, the the personal training? Was that something that you did uh, in Australia? Because I did read that you were you worked in CrossFit for ten years in Australia before this. So uh, I, I was working. I was working in total, that's in total, not just in Australia. Right. So in Australia, I was working at uh, Allegiance Combat and Fitness Centre, which is in based in Port Macquarie. Uh, they're not there anymore, but um, it used to be known as uh, Zen Training Centre as well. So it was a martial arts centre originally. Okay. And, and uh, it became a CrossFit box. So I worked there for about four and a half, five years. That was prior to coming to Thailand. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's um, uh, let's talk about uh, you know, uh, your early days. Uh, so you were born in out inland inland Tari. So, so, so tell us tell us about uh, growing up uh, in, in that area. Yeah. So I was born in Tari Hospital, but I'm originally from a place called Ellenborough Falls or Elands. Um, Elands has a population of. 150 people there's like not many people there at all it's very small quiet town there's and literally a, and for our international listeners uh, can you just tell us where, whereabouts tari is uh it's coastal it's basically between uh queensland and sydney so you've got gotcha. like a, a lot of coastal towns along there but further inland from the coast and uh that's where tari Tari, Port Macquarie, but inland from there, a little bit further, is a place called Ellenborough Falls. Nice. Uh, it's literally from from Tari, from Tari inland. It's probably about uh, 80, 80, 80 k's, eighty kilometers maybe. Okay. So it's a it's a fair bit of a drive. Um, but yeah, again, it's like rural. There's not much out there. Um, some beautiful nature and waterfalls and stuff like that, but. Uh, yeah, just a small country town and out in the middle of 
whoop whoop out of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I love I love it. I love coming back to Australia and hearing these slang words whoop whoop. <laughs> it's great. I miss it so much. So so tell me, um, when did you first, you know, get involved with uh, the fitness? Was it at a young age uh, that you started to do this? Tell tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, I started competing in, in Kung Fu when I was about seven years old. Right. And um, from there, I just done Kung Fu, Kung Fu for a few years. And then once I, once I reached high school, I uh, had to catch, catch the bus into town every day. So it was a far travel. And then I, my interest fell into boxing. So I started boxing at quite a young age. And uh, 14 years old, I was competing in amateur boxing and, yeah, right. you know, Moved from the kung fu to the boxing, done that for a number of years, and then once I uh, finished high school, uh, had about 35 35 amateur fights, 35 wow. 40 amateur fights, and then uh, after high school had finished, I moved up to Port Macquarie and got a job there, and then started doing TAFE, get my get my certificates, and mm. during that time, uh, I was looking I was looking for a gym, and then I found that's when I found uh, Zen, Zen Fitness Center, and then which was ACFC or Allegiance Combat and Fitness Center later on. Yes. So I, uh, I started working for them, you know, like start at the bottom, cleaning toilets and doing reception work and stuff like that. And as I was doing that, I was getting my, my uh, certificates from TAFE. Right. And then, yeah, started working for those guys and started competing again and got in back into more boxing and that's when I started MMA. So, yeah, right. So was was it popular uh, boxing and, and you know martial arts in Tari where, where you grew up? So where I grew up there was in, in Tari there was no there was no MMA at the time. Right. Uh, there was only the there was a couple of boxing gyms and the the boxing gym that we used to train at was called uh, Punching Monkey in Tari. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so that was like an old school gym, and we had like uh, we had maybe like five or six of us that were like generally training for boxing. But living living in Tari and those surrounding areas, it's so hard to to travel and compete, you know, because we yeah. had to if we were looking at getting a fight, we would have to travel to places like Glen Innes, which is oh. you know, which is like six out six seven hour drive, you know. Right. So we'll so, either go to Glen Innes or to Sydney, but in between, far and few between, there wasn't there wasn't much uh, competition or not much events. So did you have any in Newcastle? I mean, that's yeah, still yeah, a bit like, of a drive. Yeah. Yeah, like Newcastle would would hold maybe like two 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 or three boxing events a year for for the amateur boxing. So right. If you could, you would try and get we'll try, we would try and get on a fight on a fight in one of these uh local kind of shows but again yeah. like even newcastle itself is two and a half hours away from, from yes. uh, Paris, so Sorry. yeah well that's uh, where yeah. I, I that's where i grew up uh newcastle and i am still here now so and i and always i did go to the like you were saying i used to go to those uh, amateur boxing so I, I knew i knew that they had it had it in at the uh, the newcastle workers club and yeah, the I know, RSL clubs and yeah the rsl like clubs yeah yeah so um, I, I did actually go to a couple of those, those events as well. So, why why do you think that the boxing in Australia hasn't really taken off? I mean, um, 
it was huge with the you know the Danny Green and the the mundane. But in your opinion, why do you think the boxing in Australia has never sort of really taken off? Uh, I, you know, like we have some good professional boxers. Don't get me wrong. Like I think I think the pro circuit is still doing quite well in Australia. Yeah. Um, but I think the the biggest issue we have is our. I think in in all sports, not just boxing, is the support base. Like, uh, right. I I find that a lot of Australians would rather in the sporting industry that would rather put someone down instead of build them up. So yes. we have like a lot of people always bagging on our sports athletes, and I think that's a big problem with uh, a lot of people not getting behind. You know, like their their sports their sports athletes, like they just don't support it that well it's not just boxing it's it's every sport you know you always see on on facebook or twitter or instagram like the amount of like people that are putting you know these athletes down is is not good for not good for our sporting culture in australia yes and the whole restrictions are are getting more restricted as well so i think less people are, are you know wanting to wanting to do it as well like um it is yeah Let's hope in the future that it, that it gets better because um, uh, it's sort of like the music industry here in 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 Newcastle as well. Um, yeah. uh, we used to have a, a, a huge, you know, we had uh, the Screaming Jess, we had Silver Chair, and yeah. then now I don't even know where to go now, <laughs> really, uh, to see live music. So it's it's a bit of a shame that like and the whole sort of entertainment um so hopefully that that gets a, a little bit uh, better in the future Speaking yeah it's like you know like yeah. when there's a when there's an event on or a show or something like that it's like hey guys like you grab your buddies and and, and go pay ten dollars or fifteen dollars for entry and go yeah. support the local sports and the local whatever whatever it is music or you know like anything just go support it and get behind get behind your like yeah, athletes and stuff like that because at the end of the day it, like if that doesn't happen then nothing you're not going to get shows you're not going to get like live events and stuff like that exactly exactly that that's well said i totally agree so uh speaking uh, of uh, of here in australia what did your parents think uh when you told them hey i want to be a boxer uh i want to be in mixed martial arts did your father or did you have like family that also did boxing and martial arts or was it just your and tell me what what your parents think of uh your career that you've chosen oh yeah they i mean they love it like my my parents have always supported me 100 percent, especially my dad like i i wouldn't i wouldn't be where i am without without his help and um you know he's he's literally my my dad is literally the reason what, where I am today because of um, how much he supported me with the early days of boxing and stuff like that. You know, like, for example, uh, three, four days every week, he would he would dro- he would would cover 150, 200 kilometres four times a week to, to take me to boxing, you know, because he would yeah. drive all the way down to, to, to Wingham to pick me up and then he would drive to Tari, which is the next town over, to, to just get me to boxing mm. and, then, uh, and get me back in that. So... Yeah, you know, he for the, for a number of years he always he always uh, 
pushed me to do it, which was awesome. You know, like I had I had good parenting, good parents to be able to be successful with what I chose to do, and they supported me 100%, which is awesome. That's great. That's great. And uh, I guess it's uh, a good for them. Have they been to Phuket a couple of times now to see you? Yeah, yeah. All the families come out here, so they've come out a few times. And uh, my mum came out with my sister a few years ago, and then uh, my dad and my other sister came out like uh, last year at the end of last year there. So yeah, I mean they came out and check out the place and see what it's all about, and they loved it. Did they go to watch your fight as well? No, I wasn't compete. I wasn't competing at that oh. time when we were out here. Gotcha. They, uh, gotcha. they just come for a holiday. They stayed in Batong and come check out the gym for a couple of days and yeah yeah right yeah it's um so did your dad actually do boxing or he (laughs) just wanted to help you with training no my my dad he's an he's an old scrapper but he didn't uh he never yeah he never boxed he just uh he he probably played up a fair bit in his in his own time but (laughs) unofficial unofficial uh boxing matches all right yeah that's it that's it (laughs) Well, my my um, uh, speaking of which, my my father uh, he taught uh, Kempo Khan karate uh, for over thirty years here in Newcastle, and oh, wow. uh, uh, he was like a fifth dan black belt, and he would go to uh, Japan uh, every ten years, and then they would come out here and and uh, show him all the new moves and all that. Um, but it was just for me, it was just something that never I never got into, but like. Um, my dad never pushed me. I wanted to play cricket and I wanted to play, you know, soccer. <laughs> yeah, my dad really didn't push me, but I wanted to talk about, uh, especially with you, with uh, you know your personal training and your fitness, about you know, like my dad always said that, um, and especially towards the end of his, uh, you know, training and teaching, that he had you know, 75%, 80, 80% female uh, learning how to do self-defense karate. And um, I, I used to, I, why, why, why is it, why is it all the girls and ladies wanting to do this? And he just said, um, you know, if they get into like a sort of like a situation um, they know how to defend themselves, you know, yeah. in, in any sort of situation going out like that. Um, and when you think about it, that's a great sort of way to, to look at it. Um, so it's for everybody, right? Like, yeah, uh, I mean, like, so for example, like, uh, with my classes out here, cause now I don't really teach much of the fitness anymore anymore. I have my own, I have my own boxing program that I run, uh, Monday through to Friday. So we have, uh, everyday boxing. Right. And, uh, like on average, my class would probably be like 50 to 50 to 60 people every class. Right. So I have a massive class that I'm running every day, and probably 50% of the class is female. Like there's a yeah, high right. number uh, females that are boxing and doing Muay Thai and uh, even doing MMA and Jiu Jitsu out here now. Like we have we have really good uh, a really good Jiu Jitsu program out here, uh, and then we have like. A high number. There's a there's a there's a female only class with jiu jitsu out here. That's great. Um, I mean the the numbers for females and doing like self defense classes and stuff like that is quite high, which is which is good. You know, like I think every everybody everybody should know how to defend themselves to some degree. So 
Uh, the more people yes. that do it, the better. Like the, the learning how to self-defense and take care of themselves if they ever find themselves in a bad situation. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and and I hope I hope that continues to happen. Um, that every not only just the males but the females um, they they get involved in it. I think it's great. Um, so with Tiger Mutai. Uh, Tell us what is available and what classes that that you do. So I I have the boxing program with an, another coach here. Um, I run the program. He helps out. Jo- John Hutchinson, his name is. Yes. We we run the boxing program. Uh, so there's a class every day, a, a class that runs for an hour every day. Uh, there's literally on our timetable. Every week, there's over 100 classes. I think there's 115, 120 different classes that people can go to. Um, So we have about 70 Muay Thai staff members, and there's a program for beginner, intermediate, advanced, and then we have another program for our fight team. So there's literally four Muay Thai classes running in the morning and then four Muay Thai classes running in the afternoon. Uh, and then we have wrestling and MMA classes, jiu-jitsu classes. That's all the Muay Thai side. Uh, that's all the mixed martial arts side. Yes. And then the, that's not even the fitness, you know, like the number of fitness classes we have, CrossFit and uh, strength and conditioning classes, uh, it's it's endless. It's so many classes for people to go and, and try, you know. And you know what? There, there was one that I could remember and um... – I wasn't very good at it, <laughs> but I gave it a go. It was the the sword the sword uh, fighting one. The uh, Krabby Kabong. That's yeah. the one. That's yeah. the one. Um, that was such a good experience, and, and you know, it was it wasn't just that one, but um, you know, all the trainers there are just so uh, approachable, and um, you know, it just. It was like a little family, like I joined a little family. Do you have that sort of feeling as well? Yeah, definitely. Like uh, all the all the staff members out here, like everyone communicates with each, with each other. You know, we have to. It's 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 the place where we're living and the place we're working for, and and that's one of the best things about this place is it builds that that family that family community in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us. You also have, like, I noticed that uh, my cousins, when we were over there, that uh, you were doing, like, private lessons as well. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I, I work with a number of the fighters uh, doing PT or personal training for, for like, striking, um, whether it's boxing or mixed martial arts related. So I, I work with guests if they come through and they want to book a personal training session. Uh, I'll do it with any, any guests that comes through. But, uh, you know, like my main focus is working with the, the uh, mixed martial arts athletes, the MMA fighters that come through here. And that's where the majority of my time goes into is doing uh, privates for, the, for, the, for those uh, athletes. Right. And when, when you go there, I mean, as we were talking before, that was, you were saying about having uh, tourists come and then they might – Add, add the Tiger Muay Thai um, as a part of their holiday, do you have to be a certain age? Do you have to have a certain fitness level uh, to, to, do, to, to be a part of this Tiger Muay Thai? 
No, I mean, it's for everybody. Like, we, we cater for all levels. Uh, we, we, we cater for, for everyone. Uh, I think there's an age limit on, on uh, 12. I think it's – I could be wrong. I think it's 12 years and above. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's families that come and stay out here, you know. Like, we had a family that, that moved out here for a year and they had their two kids and they stayed with, with like, on the street here and um, – you know, they trained at Tiger and they're there with their kids every day. And, like, it's very fa- family orientated as well. Like, there's a restaurant there and everything's available, you know. So it's uh, family orientated. And then that's why a lot of people come here. Once they once they try it, they they come back every year. Like, people yeah. come consistently over and over and over. And, they, you know, they love this place. So. Uh, I def I, th- I think I'm definitely due to to go back there and uh, see some friends and uh, catch up with them and and do a do a couple of sessions as well. I'm very yeah, very. Lo- when you're when you're back, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get some some boxing happening for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, I, I I tried the you know I, I did the CrossFit, I did the uh, the uh, what do you call it the sword sword fighting one. Um, I did the beginners and uh, kickboxing. Just such a good atmosphere, you know. I, I got onto like a diet as well, you know. Everybody was like helping each other and pushing each other when we were training as well. So it was just such a really good, um, really good place there. Tell us like who has come through there because um, I've seen lots of like UFC fighters that are, that have gone on to you know, bigger and bigger things. So who are some of the, uh, the athletes, mixed martial arts, UFC boxers yeah. that, that have come through, uh, Tiger Muto? The, 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 list, the list is literally endless. Um, really? I mean, I would say probably like close to one third or, or half of the UFC roster has probably come through Phuket. So wow. you, you see, like, you see all these athletes here, like all year round, People come and do their camp here, or they come and do half a camp. But like, for example, guys, guys that I've personally worked with, like, uh, I've done a lot of work with Alex Volkanovski. He, he just beat, um, he just won the featherweight world title. Right. Alex Volkanovski, like Daniel Hooker, uh, Brad Riddell, all, the, all those guys from uh, City Kickboxing out in, um, out in in uh, New Zealand. There, they all come out here and do their camps here, or they do part of their camp here and then do most of it back home. But, you know, you'll see these guys uh, come out here over the years and they, they, all these guys are also a part of the uh, the TMT-sponsored fighter program. So, uh, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of guys that come out here for those camps. Yeah, right. And, you know, will, will, you, ever, will you ever come back to Australia? Or do you think that... Uh, uh, Phuket is your your place place to be. Uh, I think that's a bit of a hard question because of what's happening at this at this point in time. So right. uh, I guess I'll have to see what the future what happens in the future with this, with this uh, virus and if there's also like changes with things and uh, what's going to happen with the gym here and you know like until how long it's going to open up we 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 don't really know what the plan is for the future. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, if things can get back to normal, I, I would love to stay out here and uh, keep doing what I'm doing and and helping these athletes and being being here in Phuket would be would would be awesome. But we've just got to see what happens for the future. 
And are you? Do you have a family there yourself now, or? No, I'm just by myself. Uh, I just rent a house out here, and I'm I'm by myself, and all my family's uh, back home. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to talk about about this, uh, you know, with the sport that you've chosen, your injuries. Can you tell me about about some of the injuries that that you've had during your career? Uh, you know, just the, the usual, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Any I've major injuries? Hand. Yeah, uh, you know, like I broke my, I broke my, I had trouble with my left hand when I was younger. Uh, I broke my left hand like seven times, seven eight times. Uh, I've broken pretty much every knuckle on on either hands and like I dislocated my elbow once, uh, broken ribs, my nose a bunch of times. Like, I guess they're just like typical. You get used to that though. Like it's just typical injuries. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And do you you think that, uh, you know, with the UFC it's it's become so popular, but you're still going to have those doubters that say, Oh, it's too violent. And, and, so, so what what do you say to people like that that are that are sort of negative uh, towards, you know, um, mixed martial arts and boxing and kickboxing and whatnot? To be fair, I just think those people. It's not that they're negative. I think more that the fact that they're uneducated. Right. Um, so that's the thing right there. It's like, there's a lot. You, you know, there's there's risk and danger to everything that we do in everyday life. The chances of sustaining like a uh you know a, a bad injury is very very high you're not going to get you're not going to get hurt in this sport more than what you would playing tennis yes like and a small injury is is not going to harm you you know what i mean like uh you can you condition your body for this sort of stuff but the thing of the thing is people see uh for example people look at ufc or mma and they say, oh, these guys are fighting in the cage and this is like barbaric and stuff like that. But yes. to be fair, MMA is the – out of all the martial arts, MMA is the safest sport that there is. Like, yeah, right. Boxing, out of all, boxing is the is the most dangerous because of the head contact. Yes. But that's where uneducated opinion comes in. Like people don't understand. Like they just see an MMA cage and they're like, oh, these guys are just – barbaric and they're fighting to kill each other and it's not it's one of the safest sports there is there's just a little bit of contact involved that's all (laughs) yeah and definitely uh like in in the modern time too they've got like doctors there you know people assessing it and like the referees are sort of getting more involved uh to stop stop those sort of things where you watch an old one and they just build (laughs) you know so I think, like you said, they, they need to be a little bit more more educated in that. Yeah. So, um, the the it, sport itself is the sport itself has become so much safer with regulations and rules uh, for for all sports. You know, for boxing, for example, like they they used to fight fifteen they used to fight fifteen rounds. You know, so they knocked that down to twelve rounds for a title fight instead of fifteen because it was causing harm to people. Um, and in the amateurs now. For the Olympics and and big events for the amateurs, they've taken away headgear because they've only realised in the last few years that headgear is a one of the main reasons that people are sustaining concussions. Yeah, right. So that's and that's proven. That's scientifically proven that uh, the headgear is more dangerous than not using it at all. That's really really interesting because 
you see that not only with the the boxing, but like in the rugby league as well. And, and I've also heard that as well that you know if you're going to get a head knock, <laughs> what's like a uh, you know two or three uh, you know centimeters of, of plastic sort of how's that going to stop your head from? Yeah. So, yeah. Very 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 interesting. So. What would you say to someone listening that, that doesn't know too much about mixed martial arts and boxing? What what um, do you what's the best way to get in involved with it, you know? If they were getting involved with it for, for their own training purposes, I would say for them to just like to find a gym and uh and hopefully you know, there is gyms out there that are that are quality and really good, but it, it also it's hard to find a good gym. Yes. If you can find it, if you can find a decent gym with someone who knows what they're doing and they and they and this is something that they want to approach, like learning mixed martial arts or learning boxing, then 100% go for it. You know, like, but before you do, like, educate yourself a little bit, like, educate yourself with the sport and uh, get to know a little bit about the the sport and what, what it's all about, or for whatever they choose, whatever whatever sport that they want to focus on. Yeah. Right. So outside outside of uh, fighting and uh, what what do you like to do outside of uh, you know in your spare time? Uh, uh, I'm a I'm a gamer actually as well. So I do a oh. lot of I do a lot of gaming. Uh, that's probably where most of my time goes. Yes. Uh, a lot of PS4. So. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a surfer as well? Like being. Nah, I lived in no nah, when when I was living in Port Macquarie like there's so many beaches there but I, I never really got into surfing I tried it a few times but it just wasn't my thing I'm not I'm not a bit I'm not very keen on the uh on the whole beach thing so it's not really my thing but I, I like to travel you know like uh, that's another thing that I'd like to do more often is get more traveling in but uh, my my partner she lives out in in Hong Kong so I go to Hong Kong a fair bit and get to travel and. With the fighters, I get to travel, so that's another thing that I like doing and putting my time into. The is, it is it popular in Hong Kong as well? Like um, uh, you said that you've been to China a few times, but is Hong Kong also a popular place for – because it's still got that whole British feel to it. So Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a lot more uh, kickboxing. There's a lot of kickboxing and, and Muay Thai right. in, uh, in Hong Kong. I I, I went to a, an event there about six months ago, actually, um, to watch some fights when I was in Hong Kong, and yeah, it, was, it was quite a good uh, event there. And I'm not sure about the MMA side. I'm I'm not too familiar with the uh, with the MMA in Hong Kong there. Yeah. So okay. So uh, in, in the future, like um, uh, it's sort of open at the moment, but uh, you're saying that. You wanted to be. You, you've been in the corner of, of other people. Is that something that you could do long term? Yeah, definitely. Like coaching and uh, coaching and spending time with these fighters away. Like uh, that's definitely something I could do long term. And to be fair, it's it's uh, it's all I've ever really done anyway. So uh, coaching and competing and being involved with uh, different different martial arts is really the only thing that I've. Spent all, spent all my life on, spent my time on, you know. So yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you can you can coach forever. You can't you can't fight forever. You can't yes. compete forever. But uh, you can definitely coach forever. So that's uh that's always going to be there for me. And 
uh, it's all I really know. So I put a lot of time into uh, helping a lot of fighters from different organizations and different martial arts and whether it's MMA or boxing, kickboxing, you know, like a lot of these guys that I've worked with and put a lot of a lot of the years in helping these guys and that's all I've ever done. Yeah, right. And and that's one thing that I wanted to ask as well, just be, uh, while we wrap it up. Uh, how has Tiger Muay Thai sort of competed? Like, like you said, there was like 14 or 15 different gyms on that that same road um how does tiger mutai because when i first uh saw like went online and saw the pictures it was you know they only had that that back that back room and then yeah. when i got there there was the shop though they, they were you know building the shop and now i just saw pictures of it today like you know recently oh my god it's so much bigger um yeah. so how are they competing with like the other 14 or 15 like why is why is tiger um, mutai so you know stand yeah out? so like i mean tiger's been here the longest out of all the gyms tiger was originally here i think it i could be wrong it's about 12 or 13 years now um but they were here and like originally this road there was only two buildings on this road 12 13 years ago there was two buildings there was tiger and there was a little side side shop restaurant and right. now like and now there's not a tree in sight. Like there's just buildings everywhere and, yeah. and gyms everywhere. And um, but yeah, like, yeah. a lot of gyms offer different things as well. Like I think we, right. we have at Tiger, we have a bit of everything. We have a bit of everything. Uh, PTT down the road, they've got a set up with jujitsu and wrestling and everything like that as well, similar to Tiger. Uh, and then there's a, a couple of big CrossFit boxes. We also teach CrossFit, but there's Unit 27 across the road. They they have a their main focus is CrossFit. Right. Uh, and then we have five or six. Ah, uh, there's six or seven Muay Thai gyms just just specifically for Muay Thai. And then there's uh, there's another boxing there's another boxing place set up on the road now. And there's yoga there's yoga retreats and things like that. And yeah, it's 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 endless. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Right. Last couple of questions here, Sam. So what would you say to uh, an up-and-coming, inspiring uh, MMA, boxing, kickboxing, martial art, you know, some some young kid coming up, you know, what advice would you give to uh, that, that, that person? I would just say to uh, be consistent with what they're doing and, and don't let don't let anyone – change their minds on what their focus is because i see like again like talking earlier we we're talking about like like uh the the way people support people is uh in, in my opinion in australia is 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 lacking so for that person don't let don't let anyone's opinion change your mind on what you your focus is whether you want to you know be a successful boxer or an mma athlete uh focus on what you want to do and don't let those negative naysayer people bring you down. And learn the basics? Yeah, learn the basics. Like, basics is key for everything. Fundamentals is key for life, you know. Like, stay focused. Stay, stick to your fundamentals for everything that you're doing. Yeah, right. All right, Sam. Are there any sort of uh, sponsors or social media or, or anything that you want to promote uh, on, on the show? Yeah, so uh, I've got my my own uh, my own boxing 
Bone boxing uh, logo and stuff now. Cunny boxing. It's a bit of a laugh, a bit of a Aussie, Aussie humour. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's just other like definitely Tiger Muay Thai. Like that's yes. that's where I work and live. And for for anyone that wants to travel and do something completely different with their life and or or you know looking for a change, come and come and visit us and see us at Tiger Muay Thai. Um, that's that's the number one place to be for sure. Yes. Um, but that's about it. Yeah, definitely. And you're also on Facebook as well? Yeah, so I've got my Instagram, uh, Sam underscore Baston. I've got a, a YouTube channel that I've recently just started, Sam Baston, and then uh, Facebook as well. Awesome. All right. And uh, we've already talking uh, about the future. And, uh, Sam, I just want to say uh, thank you for your time. And I, I, I'm the same. I, I really, if you want to, if you're going on a holiday to, to Phuket, and you want to do something uh, different uh, with your holiday, go to Tiger Muay Thai, spend a week, spend 10 days there um, and do some training, get fit. You know, I had people in my class that were huge people, like, the, like they were really, really big. And, you know, that's, that, that's what motivated me. If, if this guy that's 130 kilos can, can sort of jog, keep jogging and doing all the thing and sweating like that, then I should be able to do exactly the same thing. So, um, yeah, definitely. Good. Like this, this place is, is for everyone and everyone's welcome here to, to come and train with us and, and uh, get amongst it. So, yeah, come and check us out, guys. And they've got the Tiger Moot. It's just tigermootai.com? Yep. To go Tiger to Tiger It's Instagram, Facebook. Uh, it's everywhere. YouTube, there's much... Uh, videos on YouTube, tutorials on, on uh, training tutorials. There's a tutorial on showing people around the camp and everything like that. So if anyone wants to check out more information, they can hit the website so they can jump on YouTube. Absolutely. All right, sir. Thank you very much for your time. I know you're a busy man, so I really appreciate your time today. And, uh, yeah, uh, when all this uh, pandemic goes away, uh, I'd really like to go back uh, to Tiger Muay Thai and do some more training with you. Thanks for your time, Craig. Uh, if you ever want to come back out, let me know and uh, we'll try and help you out when you come. No worries. Okay, Thank thanks you for your time. Thanks for uh, having me on your podcast. I appreciate it very much. No worries. Appreciate it. Thank you, Sam.